0: to happen is that you may be able to reach that goal but then what happens afterwards so if you are if one of your goals is to you know um, lose a hundred pounds right and you are able to lose a hundred pounds let's say you plan to lose a hundred pounds in april and then april comes around and you actually lose a hundred pounds what happens between may and december well hello there my name is Dalia Akaine, and I am passionate about all things digital marketing and online business. I live to create and work with real products that solve real problems and provide real value. Emphasis on the real, of course. I am the founder of Bloom Boon, a digital marketing agency that manages the marketing needs of brands so that business owners can focus on their creative genius. But besides all of that, I absolutely love the talk about and help entrepreneurs with effective marketing and sales strategies to build successful businesses all while living their best thrive lives. I'm a quirky yet witty lady with a background in coding, marketing and product management who took all of this knowledge and built a community of the most amazing individuals on the journey to business success. On The Zest Podcast, we talk about business, teams, sales, content, and all the awesomeness that is digital marketing. Are you an entrepreneur, a co-founder, a business owner, or just a creative soul on the road to business success? Then this is definitely for you. Welcome to The Zest Podcast. Welcome back to The Zest Podcast am your host, Daria Akane, and today we're going to be talking about how to plan your year in six simple steps. Yes, six simple steps. I decided to talk about this because we're almost at the end of the first quarter of the year, and I'm very aware of the fact that some of us may not have our entire year planned out just yet. Maybe because we have all experienced the wonderfulness that is 2020, and it just seems kind of like, should I even bother to plan anything given what happened last year? You know, We don't know about what's going to happen in this year. It just seems like a lot. And for some of us, planning an entire year just seems so complicated and like there are so many details, you know, wh- what should go when and how and, you know, all these different things that we actually never get anything down to planning out our year. And even when we do, it almost seems like we can never follow through with it. So today I want to help you fix that. Let's get to planning your year in six simple steps. But first of all, why is it even important to plan out your year? I'm going to tell you a very very simple number one reason why every single person should be planning out their year. And it's this, when you don't plan your year, you are actually setting a precedent to not get anything achieved. Yes, by chance or by luck, something may actually work for you. But when you are planning out a year, it simply means that you are being intentional about the success that you want to create, about the activities you want to be involved in, you know, about what you want your year to look like, right? And that's the reason why I believe everyone should plan out their year, except you literally just want to be in that same spot from January to December you want to be able to move, you want to be able to grow, you want things to happen for you, and you want to be able to impact, you know, people's lives and do different amazing things, then you absolutely should be planning towards it. So how do you get started in planning your year? The very first step is to decide on what your word for the year is going to be. Now, this is my absolute favorite. One because it's a very exciting endeavor. You know, there are like so many million of millions of words that you can pick from. And we're saying just pick one that you want to be like the theme of your year. For me, the theme of 2021 for me is abundance. And this is mostly because I feel based on all the things that happened in 2020, it's very easy or it was going to be very easy for me to fall into the trap of just, okay, 2021, I'm going to try to hold everything, I'm going to, you know, be all. So I wanted to go against the scarcity mindset because that was coming up a whole lot in 2020, which is why for 2021, I decided to go for an abundance mindset. I want things all around me to scream abundance. Now, if you love that word and if you're intentional about why you want that to be your thing, absolutely, you know, pick it and run with it. But you may have something else that you feel should describe your 2021. Maybe in 2021, you want to be more graceful. Maybe in 2021, you want to be more successful. Maybe in 2021, you want to be more intentional. It can literally be anything, right? So, Think about how you want your year to be and just pick one word, right? You need to be very intentional about the word that you're picking because that's going to set the premise for literally all the other steps that we're going to take. So decide on your word for the year and let's move to step two. Now in step two, you are going to list out all of your proposed activities for the year. Obviously, you may not have every single thing figured out, right? You may still be at the point where you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen up until maybe the first or second quarter of the year or the first half of the year. You may not have any activities planned for like September or December or, you know, all those other times. But maybe you have an idea of things that may happen in August or in May or July. Just write out or list out all of your proposed activities for the year and when i say activities i mean things that you want to be involved in things that you want to happen either for you or for your business or if you're a career person things that you want to happen in your career you know so just literally list out all the major activities that you have coming your way maybe you want to start a course or a program maybe you want to get some sort of certification, maybe you want to travel somewhere, maybe you want to, you know, just literally anything that you feel, okay, this is a worthwhile activity that I should be taking notes of. That's the second step. The third step is now to write out all your goals and this is where it gets a little bit detailed. I'm going to be very honest, this is where things can get a little bit detailed in terms of the way I like to categorize my goals for the year, one, because you know it kind of helps to bring things into perspective, and two, because it's much better when you categorize goals than when you just have like a very long list of what you want to be able to achieve. So for me, when I want to categorize or when I want to list out my goals, I list it in terms of business, one. So first of all, in terms of business, because I am a business owner, um, Back when I had a nine-to-five, I would have goals for my nine-to-five, maybe a certain position I want to reach, maybe, you know, just literally anything. So the first category is business or career. This will typically be things that you want to achieve in that area. The second category is your finances. Now, this can involve things like maybe a certain amount of money that you want to be able to save or a certain amount of money you want to be able to make. Or a certain amount of money you want to be able to invest or maybe if you want to be able to afford to spend in a certain kind of way you know just think about when it comes to money matters do you have certain milestones that you want to reach right so that's the second category is finances the third category is self-care and this is so crucial Not in the traditional sense of everyone needs to be doing self-care. No, but more of, think of it like a personal thing, right? You have all these other technical categories like finance and business. Think more about on a personal level, what do you want to achieve just for yourself? Maybe you love to read books. That can be something that you include here. Maybe you love to travel. It may be therapeutic for you just being on the road or being in a flight or whatever. So think more of this as your personal goals. What do you want to achieve for yourself that will literally just be for you, right? And then the fourth category, so first we have business, two is finances, three is self-care. The fourth category is health and fitness. And this is so important. Just because I think as business owners or as people, um, career men or women, you know, we get so caught up into all these different things that we sort of forget about our own health and fitness. And it is 100% important. Take this coming from someone who absolutely hates any sort of physical activity. I, I, um, I don't even deny it, right? Yes, I go on a walk every single day yes i would maybe do a little bit of cardio every now and then like i think the maximum like twice a week and it is something that i absolutely think if i could i would increase the number of times maybe that i really get into like intense workouts and things like that but i do not doubt the importance of health and fitness whether this is the diet that you want to adopt or whether you want to be more stable in your diets and in your food timetables and things like that. So think about for health and fitness, what are the milestones that you want to reach? What are the targets that you have? Personally, for me, I know that one of the things I set out to do since I think the beginning of this year was I have a time limit on when I can eat certain kinds of food. So at Certain points of the day, I'm not allowed to eat certain types of food. And for me, this is a very small milestone, right? Because I know that this is something I should have been doing a long time ago. But, you know, better late than never, I've joined race. I'm on bandwagon now. So, yes, now that's the fourth category. And then the last category is others. This is where you have, okay, we have set out our business, our career, our finances, our self-care, health and fitness, and then the rest of them, right? I just like to call it others. You can literally create more categories based on the kind of person you are and the kind of things that you do, you know. But for me, I like to have just these four main categories and then every other thing can just go into the lump sum of others. Now, remember that we are in step three, after you have written out all of your goals in all these different categories, I'm going to need for you to write out timelines. Don't get, don't complicate matters. Don't make it get too you know, technical. You just need to decide and say, okay, for this goal, this is when I want it to be due. And you can be very forgiving of yourself for something like this. You don't need to tie yourself to any boundaries. Remember, this is about you. And you decide how far or how fast you want to go so attach timelines to each and every one of them so for example if one of your self-care goals is to read at least 10 books maybe your milestone or your timelines can be that at the end of every month you want to have read one book or you can say by november you want to have read 10 books so th- this is why I said it's very important that you understand yourself and the reason why you are doing this, right? So if you want to have it maybe one book a day, you can have your timeline at, sorry, one book a month, you can have your timeline at one book a month. Or if you want to take it up just in a lump sum and say, okay, for certain months I may not read anything, and then for other months I may read up to three books. You know, just understand who you are, why you are doing this, and then set timelines that fits your own unique personality now that's step three step four after we have written out all our goals in these different categories and we've attached timelines to them we are then going to list out the everyday habits that we want to adopt in order to reach our goals now I am a strong believer in creating systems and not writing down goals that doesn't mean that I don't have goals. I mean, you need to see my my list of goals for the year. That's not to say that I don't have goals, but that is to say that when I have written down all of my goals, rather than looking at it as a lump sum, so let's say one of my fitness goals is to lose 100 pounds, right? Rather than thinking to myself, oh, how am I going to lose 100 pounds, like, maybe three months or something like that what i would rather think to myself is what are the everyday habits that i can adopt that is going to help me get to that stage and maintain that stage because the thing is when you only have goals and you're not thinking about your everyday habits what's going to happen is that you may be able to reach that goal but then what happens afterwards so if you are one of your goals is to you know Um, lose a hundred pounds, right? And you're able to lose a hundred pounds. Let's say you plan to lose a hundred pounds in April, and then April comes around and you actually lose a hundred pounds. What happens between May and December? Are you assured of not gaining even double of that because you were only going to lose a hundred pounds and now it has happened and you know it's kind of like, okay, I've achieved my goal, what do I do with myself? This is the reason why I like to focus on habits because if after setting that goal, I'm then able to come to my habits and say, okay, because of this thing that I want to be able to achieve, I'm going to maybe reduce the amount of carbs that I eat. I'm going to, you know, have more healthy diets. I'm going to include a lot of exercises, maybe do twice in a week or once in a week. I go on a really fun run and do some cardio and workout and all of that. If that is something I have now adopted into my everyday routine, it is much easier for me to lose 100 pounds and keep going because I have made it a habit, right? I may not even notice when I actually lose that 100 pounds. It just becomes a lifestyle, which is why I am of the belief or I buy into the you know, school of thought that encourages you to build systems. And a system is just like a group of habits, right? build systems and not just focus on your goals. So for step four, after you have listed out your goals, you are then going to think about your everyday habits that you need to adopt to help you reach your goals. Obviously, these habits should be dependent on what you have set for your goals. So I'll give you a personal example. For me, one of my self-care goals I think this is something I started since 2020 is to stop using certain negative words when I'm describing myself or when I'm talking to myself or, you know, just being extremely judgmental of the decisions that I have made because I used to have that problem in the past. So one of the everyday habits is to Practice positive self-affirmation. That's one thing I've been doing since 2020. You know, waking up in the morning and saying these things to myself, reassuring myself of the positive rather than the negative, right? So you want to be able to think about what are those everyday, you know, daily habits that you can adopt that is going to help you reach those goals. That's a step four. Coming to step five What does your daily and your weekly routine look like? Our entire lives are a summation of what we do every day and every week and every month which leads up to every year, right? But it starts from the day. Those things that you do every single day, those things that you have every week, which is why it's important that you know what your daily and your weekly routine would look like now i'm going to be 100% honest with you your routines are going to change a whole lot of time like except you have a very <laughs> except you have a very defined i don't know how to put it but i would say defined lifestyle your routines are absolutely going to change. And your routines change because of a lot of reasons. Maybe you are leveling up in your business. Maybe you've moved to a different geographical location. Maybe you have a family now. Your routines are going to change because of different things. But in general, it's important that you understand that your routines change, but that should not hinder you, that shouldn't stop you from setting structure to your every day and your every week even though it's going to keep changing, set a structure and keep to it, right? I know that between even January and now, there has been so much that I've had to tweak and twist and, you know, turn, even for my daily routine, but a lot of things remains constant, remain the same. Maybe just a few couple things here and there that I'll say, okay, I'm not going to do this in the morning, I'm going to have it evening, or I'm not going to have this routine, or I'm not going to do this, you know, but just having that structure helps you 10 times, like, to be better, to be more productive, to be better at whatever it is that you are doing, and to just, you know, help you manage expectations, because when you don't have routines, you are going to wake up in the morning and write a crazy to-do list that you may never be able to meet up with. Because you are not able to understand, okay, this and this and this is what goes into my day. So I am now able to plan and say this is the number of things that I can achieve today based on what I already have. And this is why it's so important that you have these routines. So you don't need to be very technical. You don't need to get very, you know, take a lot of drastic measures. I'm just going to need you to whether you want to type it on your... Um, Computer or write it out on a piece of paper. I'm a big. I like. To, I like to write. I, I love journaling, so it's one of the reasons why I like to write. So, all I'm going to need to, you to do for this is to take out a piece of paper and then plan out your day. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? What do you, do you have? certain routines like a morning routine or a nighttime routine or a self care routine. This obviously is very dependent on what you do in general. So try to draft out what your day looks like you know monday through friday and then if your weekend looks a little bit different you should also be drafting just write out okay this and this and this is what i get done during the weekend or during the week and then lastly step six is to set a review schedule now this is so important so so important because when you have a plan like this, you know, an entire year, you know, a plan that covers an entire year, and it seems like you've got everything nailed down, life happens, and things may need to change, things you may need to shift something, you may need to totally erase something, you know, different things can come up at different points of the year. In fact, some of your goals are going to have to go. Some of your goals are going to have to be tweaked. So different things are going to change. It is important that at every point in time, as defined by you, you are able to come back to your goals and come back to your plan and say, okay, what goals do I want to change? What goals have I achieved? What goals do I need to remove? Because yes, there are times when, you know, your goals may actually not be necessary anymore, right? So... Look back at your yearly plan and remove certain things or change certain things or update certain things or, you know, just even decide on something that you want to add. Maybe something has popped up in your career and you're like, oh, I want to also add this to my daily routine or maybe there's something that you want to add as a goal that you want to achieve. So it's very important that you have a routine or a review schedule rather than not a review schedule. What you do in your schedule or in your review schedule is you come back to your yearly plan and then you review all these different things, decide on what needs to be added, decide on what needs to be removed, decide on what needs to be updated. But for now, you need to decide on how often that review is going to happen. So is this something that you want to do at the end of every month? Is this something you want to do at the end of every quarter? Is this something you want to do at the end of maybe every six months? To be very honest, I think having something like this, you know, reviewing your yearly plan on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis will probably guarantee the best results. Simply because you don't want your review to be too far apart in such a way that before the next review, so many things have happened that it's almost impossible to keep track of. Or you don't want it to be too frequent, like weekly or bi-weekly, in such a way that it's like you're always tracking your goals. Okay, what did I do today? What did I do tomorrow? What do I need to update? It's too much, right? Some may even argue that even having it on a monthly basis, even since it is a bit much. Personally, I do my reviews at the end of every quarter because I feel and I know that at the end of every quarter, I would have significant amount of information to maybe want to update my goals, to want to remove something from the list because that way I have given myself time to make progress on certain things or maybe change my mind about certain things that I wanted to work on. Okay. Okay. Now, in summary, going through our six-step plan, first of all, you want to decide on what your word for the year should be. Next, you want to list out your proposed activities for the year. Next, you want to write out your goals in terms of business, career, finances, self-care, health and fitness, and others. You also want to attach timelines to these goals. Step four is to list out your everyday habits or decide on your everyday habits that you want to adopt in order to reach your goals. Step five is to decide what your daily and weekly routine is going to look like or what it already looks like because, I mean, we've already gone pretty far into the year. So I feel at this point, majority of us already have a defined daily and weekly routine. And then step six is to have a review schedule. This is important because at every given point in time, we want to be able to come back to our yearly plan and decide on what needs to be added, what needs to be removed, or what needs to be updated. That is your six-step process to planning out your year. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to leave a comment on any of our social media platforms. We are available on Pinterest and on Instagram and on Facebook at BloomBoon Agency. That's BloomBoon.agency. We'd love to hear back from you on your comments and if if this is something that was helpful for you. And I'll see you next time. Bye.